0: Hello listeners,
1: glad to have you back. Glad to talk to everyone out there.
0: And uh, hope you are doing well and welcome to another session of Understanding Relationships. Today we're going to be talking about expectations. Babe, how would you define expectations?
1: Expectations are things I, I believe that you expect in a relationship, maybe even things that might be subconscious that you don't even realize that you're expecting.
0: And now you know it's always it always it's always weird when you answer a question you know of a definition with the actual word, right? But that's <laughs> I that is really what it is. What are these expectations? Well, it's things that you expect. I mean, it it's kind of
1: things that uh, you're wanting or needing or thinking.
0: Absolutely. Now, a good way to kind of put this in the realm of marriage when it comes to expectations, of, especially if you are engaged to be married or you're hoping to be married one day, is expectations is how you envision how your marriage will function from day to day. Uh, how, y- how you talk to each other, who does what chores around the house, who raises the kids, who brings home the bacon, so to speak.
1: Who does the finances.
0: These are expectations. And not just who does it, but how they do it. Right. That's a bi- That's a big one.
1: Or if you're going to have a joint account or a single account.
0: So, today we're going to talk a little bit about expectations. So, expectations, again, defined is, it is how you envision how your marriage will function day to day. Now, you can even pull out the word marriage and and say it, it is how you envision how your relationship will function day to day. Right. Both of those are interchangeable and are probably, when it comes to expectations, babe, wouldn't you say that this is probably the reason why... Relationships failed, is unmet expectations.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It definitely um, can cause a lot of uh, turmoil in a relationship if you're not talking about those expectations or navigating those expectations with each other and communicating them.
0: You see, sometimes it is, uh, we, we all have expectations and expectations are not bad. Some of them can be bad. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but we all have expectations on how we feel that we should be treated Mm -hmm. On how the relationship should go in terms of even the progress or even uh, how it should function day to day. And, you know, every couple is different. You know, there is there is some expectations that should be found in all marriages and all relationships. But for the most part, it can be a little subjective because expectations are as unique as the fingerprints on your hand.
1: Well, I feel like one of the expectations that should be in all relationships is abuse. Like that should never be something that we expect or that we are, um, tolerate, tolerate. Yes. Tolerate. That should never be something we tolerate.
0: Yeah. So, so that's a great example. I mean, you know, no relationship should, uh, tolerate abuse. So you have an expectation that your spouse will never abuse you. Right. That, I think that's a great one. I'm a little dark, but you know, (laughs) it's a great example. But, you know, to get into the uh, expectations he- here, most expectations will fall under about three categories. And this is just, uh, you know, based on, uh, you know, what we've read, what our experience was in uh, helping couples, you know, mm-hmm. in the relationships.
1: but Even in our relationship.
0: Yeah, especially even in ours. But we've seen that uh, expectations fall under, one, physical Now, this can include affection, everything in the whole span of of affection, from the holding hands all the way to sex. And there's an expectation on what you can and can't do or when you should do it. You know, know, some couples might feel that, hey, anytime we're for a walk, you should be holding my hand. I expect you to hold my hand. Uh, you sh- I expect you to kiss me before you head off to work, and kiss me when you come home. Right. Those are just a few examples.
1: Or even, um, even the thing about uh, PDA. If you're comfortable with PDA or public display of affection, if people don't know, um, or not, because I know, I know for our relationship that was something that you weren't really um, comfortable with. When we first started dating.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that that is definitely a, you know, when we have our podcast about sex, we'll uh, definitely explore that. But yeah, no, it just the way I grew up and the environment I grew mm-hmm. up in, that was just something that was always frowned upon. Right. And so it was, uh, it definitely affected me later on in life. But yeah, no, there's expectations and unmet expectations in those areas can cause drama. It can cause misunderstandings and it can cause, uh, you know, arguments. The other category is emotional. Um, We have expectations on how we probably should feel in a relationship. Now, this could be good and bad because sometimes it could be uh, an unfair expectation, um, which can cause resentment. But at the same time, it can be a good expectation. I mean, you should feel good in a relationship. Right. But it also spans into the area of how the person cares for your emotion. How you expect them to care for your emotion, both good and bad. When they're happy, they may expect you to be happy too. When they come to you with good news, they expect you to have some sort of reaction. If it's apologies,
1: right? I know for I know for girls, a lot of times they're telling their boyfriend or their husband or whatever, and they want that um, excitement just like they do. And sometimes guys are like, "Oh, that's cool," you know. And so it's kind of that expectation doesn't get met. It there.
0: Yeah, it doesn't get met. Right. Um, even in, the, there's expectations in how to react to your negative emotions. Right. If I'm angry, I expect you to leave me alone. If I'm sad, I expect you to drop everything and, and take care of me. And everyone is different in those areas. But generally, there's expectations when it comes to emotions in a, in a, in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one is Mental. Yes. In terms of categories, how does this person stimulate you mentally? Are do do you expect him to be well versed in many things so you can have a good conversation? Do you expect him to have some sort of level of knowledge in maybe a common ho- hobby? You know, mm. you know. We we've seen. I've heard guys say before that that they've fallen in love with a girl who maybe they weren't physically attracted to, but after talking to them, they're like. Man, this chick is cool. Right. She, she's so smart. She's so caring. You know, um, I, I just, I can't, you know, I love when she talks.
1: Or you know? even even the fact that they're interested in sports just like they were. You know, I've heard that happen before as well.
0: So there's expectations when it comes to, comes to mental. And that mental, and all these three are at play when it comes to expectations about how you live your daily life. You know, um, that, you know, even doing a task or chores around the house. Right. It, you know, uh, there might be an expectation of how you get that done. And so these expectations can be in the realm, these three categories can spread into these r- real life experiences, real life uh, examples, such as the roles of a husband and a wife in a relationship. Um, whether people like to admit it or not, you know you could take the most progressive, most liberal person and I guarantee that deep down there is some aspect where they do feel that there are certain roles that are guys there are certain rules that are girls and uh, even though they do be- they might believe that you know one can do th- the other, there's still kind of maybe even some cultural remnants there.
1: Yeah, it could be just how they were raised as well, um, what they've seen their mom and dad do as well. I-
0: and then on the other side where, you know, you have people in this country who, you know, really do believe in the uh, a traditional setup of male and female roles. And this podcast is not to actually discuss or, you know, argue those. I'm just addressing the fact of with our listeners, they're there. And right. you fall somewhere in there, but I guarantee you all have a role of what makes a man a man and what makes a woman a woman and their roles in the relationship, even if they're very subtle. And these expectations can be in those realms.
1: Right. I mean, I know for me, when we first got married, it was I expected you to kill bugs because I absolutely hate bugs. And you do the yard. That was an expectation that I had.
0: Yeah, I think mine for you was, you know, do the tubs. I would gladly clean the nastiest, grossest toilet. I do it whistling. I hate doing tubs. And I think even in our premarital, I said, hey, I'll kill every bug and clean the yard as long as you clean a tub and we shook on it and there we go.
1: It was, I mean, even like sweeping and mopping, because I Mm. really hated that. So I wanted you to at least sweep and then I would mop is kind of how it worked. Yeah. You know, so So those was an expectation of us.
0: And those are some simple expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, when, When it comes to religion, there's expectations in religion. You might be a person who is not religious but you might have some cultural religion in you. You might be a, a Catholic who doesn't necessarily go to church all the time, but you do believe about going to midnight mass on Christmas Eve or uh, doing a christening for your, for your child when they're of age. But that's not necessarily what you've always done. And your spouse could be someone of a completely different religion you know, who is maybe very dedicated and practicing. So there's mm-hmm. expectations where that could fall in religion.
1: I mean, I had a friend that, um, what they were both uh, technically Christian, but they were on different ends of the spectrum, and that didn't work out for them because of those expectations that they had of, we're going to this church, or no, you're going to my church, and it just, it got not great. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and these are found in every every religion. I mean, you could take Islam and does does a Sunni and a Shiite, you know, right. you know how well are, do those two families mesh? Maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, but I would imagine that there is probably some um, some tension there in in the expectations of the right. roles. And religion can fall all across the spectrum, but there are expectations there. Um, cleaning the house, we already talked about that, you mm-hmm. know, there might be expectations based on culture, based on personal belief, based on, um, you know, how you were taught how to do things, Right. you know, that would uh, affect your expectation of your spouse.
1: It could even be, you know, working opposite schedules, you know, talking about, well, what are you going to do um, when you're home and what am I going to do when I'm home? You know, those those are expectations that you might have, you know.
0: You might have the expectation that says, okay, women do this, men do that. Right. And I'm not here to say which is right or which is wrong. What I am here to say is recognize that in yourself, you might have an expectation. This can also involve in finances. Who does the bills? Who, who, what do you, do you save money? Do you put 20% of your check away in a savings account? Do you put 10%? Is that what you expect your spouse to do? And they may never have done anything like that. Do you expect to have a really stringent budget? Or do you expect to be a little bit spontaneous? It this These are expectations that are found when two people come together. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, for those of you guys who have may have been living together and you're like, ah, you know, marriage is something we kind of toyed with, but I don't see any point of getting married. I guarantee if you're looking at getting married, some of these things will pop up and you might even say, "Wow, I've lived with this person for years. I didn't know this was in them.
1: Right. Absolutely. Those are one of those things that even though you've lived together for so long, you know, when you get married, there's just, I feel like there's just different expectations sometimes that come up for you when you actually, um, when you actually do get married and make that full commitment.
0: Expectations can be found in child raising. Who stays home and watch the kids? Right. Is it, is, do you, do do you. Are you going to be
1: a stay at home mom or are you going to work? Or be a stay at home dad. Right. Exactly.
0: Uh, Do you both agree that the child should be, you know, you both will stay home or one will stay home for six weeks and then go back to work and put the kid in daycare? These are, everyone's different. And you would be amazed on how some of these expectations could be deal breakers. Um, Holidays, you know, whose house do you go to for Christmas? Whose house do you go to for Thanksgiving?
1: That was a huge one for us trying to figure out how to navigate that um, because... You know, I had certain traditions and you had certain traditions and we were trying to figure out how to mesh those because of the fact that we had those expectations of what Christmas looked like because that's what we did when we were kids.
0: And it's not just, yeah, and like you're absolutely right. It's not just to whose house do you go to, but it's the traditions. In my family, you opened up, you know, being being more Latino influenced, you opened up gifts Christmas Eve and got the Santa gifts the following morning.
1: And in my family, it was you opened up gifts maybe from grandparents on Christmas Eve, but you opened up the gifts from your parents on Christmas Day Um, because my family didn't believe in or didn't allow us to believe in Santa. So we didn't really discuss that part. So we've had to kind of mesh our expectations as well um, in how we did things with our kids. You know, we do have a Santa gift that they get to open on Christmas day and and gifts from us, but they have other things that they get to open on Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah. We had to find a compromise in that, um, politics. You might have an expectation in politics that your spouse or your significant other needs to, might be part of the same, uh, political persuasion as you. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I think that makes for boring conversation. I think it's kind of good when you both have a kind of stimulate your own mind and stimulate yourself and mentally. And I think you actually come to a better conclusion about politics. But that's not the point of this podcast. That's just my personal opinion. But the reality is, you might have an expectation on how your significant other should vote or where they stand on social issues. Right. And you know, if you if that expectation is not met, it can start causing some divisions. Um. Life goals. Yes. Life goals That's are, a is a big one. It is a big one. I've actually ha- uh, had a couple uh, when we actually came to the point of what's your life goals, what's your two, you know, uh, five and 10 year plan. When they looked at each other's five year plan, it was enough to say, you know what, I don't think we belong together. And uh, unfortunately it, they decided not to go through with the marriage and it was actually on the life goal. Right. Is what. That
1: caused the issue.
0: That caused them to really look at, oh, may, are we really compatible?
1: It was better, though, that they found out then than when they got married.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> education. Do you expect your spouse to and significant other to continue their education? And now I'm not saying that everyone has to get a bachelor's or a master's or a doctorate, but do you, do you expect your spouse to grow in their education, whether it's certification or a trade or even... degree.
1: Or do you have your expectation of, I want to get to this point. I want to, you know, get my master's or my doctorate. And you haven't explained that to your spouse and your spouse is expecting you to be someone that stays at home with the children.
0: In a negative sense, you might even have an expectation that you want to be the smart one in the relationship. Right. And if you see that your spouse or significant other is surpassing your intelligence, yes, that could actually Cause, cause some problems. Yep,
1: cause a lot of issues. You
0: know, and cause you, you know, to pull away. Absolutely. Last but not least, family dynamics. You might have some expectations like when, you know, oh, when my mother gets old, she's going to move into the house. And yeah. your spouse is like, over my dead body. You know, you might have had an expectation of that or an expectation that if anyone in the family needs a place to stay, your door is already open.
1: Right. And if you don't communicate that to, Your spouse or your significant other, that can cause a lot of issues if you're expecting that and they're not knowing that's what you're thinking.
0: Now, we overshot a lot of different expectations. I mean, you probably are like heads are spinning a little bit here. Here's the thing about expectations expectations are unique to each person. And here's where, when you are approaching a relationship or you are approaching uh, uh, an engagement to be married, it's good for you to write out your expectations. I would encourage everyone to, you know, whether you are dating, whether you are um, living together or whether you're looking at getting married, write out what is your expectations of your significant other or your future spouse here. And why do you do that? Because A, you want to flush out what's going on in your head because I guarantee you might have some expectations you didn't even realize you had.
1: Right. And I know for me, that was something that happened to me when we got married. You know, I was expecting that he was going to let me process things. And he wanted to come up and just deal with the problem right then. And I kept having to tell him, no, I need to process. I need to process. Yeah, I
0: expected you to like put your emotions aside and deal with the problem, right. which was unfair.
1: And that was just not something I could do. And I had to really explain that to him, especially in our first year. Um, I was, you know expecting that he would read my mind and that was not something that obviously men do very well
0: (laughs) yeah i never understood why like there is like is there any guy who does that well
1: not normally no but i think i just thought
0: i understood that expectation many women have that it's like why can't he read my mind It's because we're dumb ladies we don't get subtlety
1: right and i had to actually go to a counselor in the first year and she you know, helped me to have a voice because I didn't have one at the time. I would, I would just um, close up and I wouldn't talk to him, and then he would get more frustrated with me, and I would get more frustrated with him. And you know, my counselor was like, "You haven't told him how you're feeling. That's part of your issue. You need to start talking to him and telling him exactly what's going on because he's not going to read your mind. He can't read your mind, and if you don't express that to him, then he can't fix the problem."
0: it's a great example, babe, by the way, you want to write down these expectations. And you know what, even if you're in a relationship, write them down, because I guarantee if you're having problems in your relationship, and you just can't figure out why, I guarantee one of your guys's expectation is not being met. So when you write this down, it literally gives you a cheat sheet for your relationship, you write down your expectation, and I would order them from like, what you see is the most important expectation to the least. And you would want to have it varied. The big picture things like, you know, one that could be obvious is, you know, I expect this person to love me and love me alone. That's a good expectation. Put that down. But you can also put down, I expect this person to put the milk away when they're done with it. Right. That's. I would honestly list that.
1: I would, I would highly recommend doing your deal breakers right at the top so that you know exactly what it is that causes you to be like, no, I can't be with this person. That would be very helpful for you to kind of see if this person is compatible with you and whatnot.
0: So you want to write down these expectations. The, once you have them written down, now, if you're a person of faith, pray about it. Now, I'm a person of faith. I know when I pray about things and I look at it, I am like, okay. You know what? I feel the Lord is telling me this is a good one, and maybe this one is an irrational one. Because right. here's here's the interesting thing. We all have expectations that are irrational. Hey, uh, you know, I'm a guy. I like sex. Guess what was on the top of my list of my expectation? My wife was going to be ready for me at any time at my beckoning call, you know?
1: And that was not something that got met. (laughs) That was not something that
0: got met. Now, why didn't it get met? Was it because my wife wasn't affectionate enough? Was she not adventurous enough? She was. Again, wait for that other podcast. The reality was it was a irrational expectation.
1: And just like I was expecting you to read my mind, that was an irrational expectation of me.
0: But it is how we felt. Right. And so by listing it, you list it. Now, if you're a person of faith, pray about it. If you're not a f- person of faith, find someone who's had a successful relationship. Yes, I'm not talking someone of the same age. You're like, oh, my, my, my friend, you know, he's been married two years and they seem happy. Let me pass this through him. And you've only been married two years. No, no, no. Find someone who has been married for at least 10 years more than you. Let them see your list or take it to a counselor or take it to, you know, someone you you trust that's in this area and have them look at it and say, hey, do you see anything here that is irrational? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's even a good idea for people of faith, you know, pass it through someone who, who's been there and done that, who has made the mistakes, who has learned the hard lessons, and they can right. look at your list and say, hey... Yeah, you know, this is a good list, but you know what? I'll tell you, number six and seven, that there's no human who's going to fulfill that. And you might be expecting too much out of a human being. So, so one, write down all your expectations. Two, filter them. Either pray yes. about it, pass it through someone who's had a successful relationship, and start knocking them off. If it's their irrational, get rid of it. Or change it up. Make it more right. rational. 3 talk to your significant other.
1: Yes, definitely communicate. That's a huge one. Now,
0: what's what's interesting is if you're listening, you would think that well why, why don't I talk to my my spouse first? Well, you need to filter it first. One, you need to be able to write it down and so you can kind of see it for yourself and flush out expectations you didn't even realize you have. Two, you need to talk about it and process it. To see which ones are irrational because you don't want to do that with your spouse.
1: Right. That would not be a good conversation to have if it's something that's super, um, something that they just can't fulfill. You want to kind of see before you actually share it with your spouse.
0: If I came to you, Lisa, I'm like, here's my expectation. And on the top, it says, you know, you were to have sex with me anytime I want.
1: Yeah, How do you think that
0: conversation would have went?
1: That wouldn't go over so well. No. Yeah. I, I would know.
0: I would try to be cute and suave at first, but it right. probably would get very frustrating very quickly.
1: Right.
0: There's obviously biological reasons why that's not good, that's irrational. There are some logical reasons that is irrational. And then when you put kids in the mix, right. oh, that just throws at your rationability, you know, through the roof. Levels, through the roof. <laughs> so that is why, ladies and gentlemen, that you want to filter it first and the last step is then talk to your significant other spouse about these expectations. And it's a good exercise that you both should do. And you should do it at the same time. I will tell you this. You don't want to have, well, I wrote down my expectations. I filtered them and I'm going to talk to you. And your significant is like, you did what now? You know, no, no, talk, do this together. Absolutely. And when you're at that third step, start talking through your expectations because I'll tell you, You might have some reasonable expectations, but your significant other may not be of the maturity or they may not know how to fulfill it.
1: Right. Or they also that your significant other may have an expectation that's completely opposite of what you have. So you need to kind of filter that to be able to figure out, you know, if you can share that with them or not. But doing it together is a huge thing because you want to know what their expectations are as well.
0: Now when you are doing it together let me give you some pointers on this you have to listen don't defend don't don't reason don't say why it can or can't work just simply listen and let 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 yourself absorb it if you process are, it if you are quick to quick to speak and slow to listen you're not going to get anywhere in this conversation but if you are quick to listen and slow to speak, and slow to become angry.
1: (laughs) Not easily done.
0: (laughs) It's not easily done. You might be able to learn, A, about your significant other, and B, it might give you a healthy challenge to meet. Right. And talking through this is good. And I would honestly also say that as you go through this list, don't think that you have to accomplish everything. Maybe together saying, hey, you know, I see that you have an expectation. I'm not sure how to reach it. So I'm going to work on this one for right now. Now, there might be like seven others that you need to work on, but one at a time is good. And when you do that, you don't know what it means to another person when they see you actually trying to fulfill an expectation that you have. Absolutely. As you talk through this list, figure out, because some of these expectations you might need a compromise on. There might need to be a a compromise. You know, if you're a person that says, hey, I expect you to do the tubs, you know, Our entire marriage. Well, let's face it. Is that actually reasonable? You know, sometimes you might say, "Hey, you know what? When you're not feeling well, I'll I'll do the tubs." Or when you know, when we start having kids, I'll start taking the load.
1: Right. Because that's a huge one.
0: You know, that was just between me and me and Lisa. Uh, You know, just recently, gentlemen. You know, because my wife is now at home and she's having to with this age of pandemic. Whenever you want to listen to this, she's having to do her career and homeschool the kids, you know, online, she can't really deal with the house. So I'm doing more, more of the cleaning of the house, and guess what I have to do? The tubs. Now, <laughs> in my own way, I went online, I found some brushes that you can connect to a cordless drill, and so I'm doing it my way, but it would be unloving and unreasonable for me to still expect her to fulfill that expectation.
1: And you know, that's, that's another thing as we're advancing in our marriage, um, cause we're now 15 years in, we didn't even really talk about that. You just kind of did it, mm-hmm. which is kind of refreshing in the fact that we didn't really discuss it. Um, but you kind of saw how stressed out I was and just kind of took it over for me, which I really appreciate. That's something I do really appreciate from you. Oh shucks.
0: You're make me cry. <laughs> it's a good thing it's a podcast. Good thing. <laughs> there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, using humor to hide emotion. You know, I bet a hundred counselors are being something like, I know what he do, just did. Sucker.
1: Something you do quite well.
0: Anyways, we got digress. I appreciate it, honey. That is very kind of you. Oh, gosh, you got me all, like, flustered. I don't even know where my <laughs> mind is.
1: I know another one for me, um, when we're talking about expectations that we first started and it caused quite a bit of an issue for us our first year, was you would play video games to decompress. And that would mean I'd come home and you were still playing. And it was really frustrating. And I've talked to several girls out there, so I'm sure some of our listeners can relate to this, in that they're playing video games again. They're not spending time with me. I expected that you were going to spend time with me when I got home. And you would play video games for three hours. There was an expectation that I would
0: instantly push pause or save the game and we'd be done.
1: Right. And I guess I didn't really understand that sometimes you couldn't save a game or you couldn't wait or whatever. But we... See that
0: gentleman? This is a keeper. She understands gaming.
1: We we came... We came to a a conclusion, a compromise of when I got home, you'd finish your last game and then we would spend time together. So even though I didn't get my expectation completely met, we were able to compromise and do a a different expectation.
0: And you know, folks, that is really the key thing is when it comes to expectations, you've got to compromise. If you're in a relationship and you keep failing at relationships, you know what? I'm not not trying to be mean. It's probably because you don't know how to compromise. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, and and because your mind can't psychologically deal with it, you I guarantee you keep blaming the other person. You either say like, you know, oh, I found another abuser. Well, really? This is like the fifth abuser you've had, you know, um, in a row. Uh, maybe you're the problem, not, you know, not them. You know, you might have an inability to compromise or you might have expectations that you never communicated. That's why this is so important here because... You can discover for yourself what you really want in a significant other. You are filtering it to see if it's even reasonable. And then if the person, your significant other, is worth their salt and truly love you, they will listen and find how to either A, meet your expectation, or find you halfway. Now, I will tell you, yeah, there are some expectations should be met 100%. I expect my wife to never cheat on me.
1: I and think I expect that's, you not to cheat on me. I think that's reasonable.
0: But if we're sitting here going, well, can I cheat on you, you know, maybe one out of three times? Right. And, and she goes, yeah, I think that's okay. Okay. That's unhealthy. All Absolutely. Right? Now that's a straw man argument. I'm sure you guys can find an argument. You're saying, well, what about this? Granted, you could probably give me one. The point is certain core beliefs in you should never have a compromise, but you're going to have to determine what those are. You know, and that's going to take some growth. That's going to say, take some talking. It's going to take some analyzing of yourself. And so when it comes to expectations, write them down. Filter them out, either through prayer, through a trusted confidant, or both. Three, talk, talk about it with your significant other. And here's the fourth one. Update it. You have to update it because as you grow in your relationship, as you grow as a person, your expectations will change.
1: That's very true. A lot of you definitely grow through just having kids and getting to know each other even better. Even though you might've been with each other for a long time, you're still gonna grow as you get older and those expectations will change.
0: Maybe you had, a, a, simply put as practical, maybe you had an expectation on how housework was going to go. But then one of you decides to go back to college to get your master's, get your doctorate. And even though you're both in it together, expectations change. The expectation might be, well, since I'm working on my education, I expect you to take more of the house load. Right. And it's a beautiful thing when you can actually have those discussions.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's... I mean, just like he mentioned before, I'm now, we're now in pandemic mode where our kids are at home, uh, working from home, um, on schoolwork, I'm having to be kind of the liaison and make sure that they're getting what, um, what's due done, you know, and so, and I'm having to work part-time. So that's been a huge change in our lives, not of anyone's fault, but our, but, you know, the sickness. Um, And now we're having to change our expectations of what is being, what roles are being done. And, um, you know, sometimes I'll cook, sometimes I won't, sometimes he will. Or now our son is even taking over and he's almost kind of given us some help in that. He's like, I want to cook one night, you know, so we're letting him do that. And that's also an expectation that's kind of changed as well. And who's cooking and who's not cooking.
0: This is absolutely true. And, you know, now I'm thinking of it, it, you know, between parents and children, It's not a bad idea to give each other some expectations and Mm -hmm. talk about them Mm -hmm. and to run through the same exercise. So those of you guys who are out there, we're going to kind of, kind of tie this up in a nice, nice, neat little bow. Expectations are normal and they're healthy in a relationship. And to make them healthy, you got to communicate them first, write them down yourself, make your list. Two, pray about it or find a uh, confidant to filter that list to see if they're reasonable or unreasonable. Three, talk about them with your significant other. You know, even some, you know, part of this list can even be given out to when you're dating someone. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, uh,
0: you know I have had people break up and they're like, well, I expected them to do this. And I'm like, did you tell them? And they're like, no. And I'm like, there yep. you go. And then four, I think that
1: brings up oh. a good point. That you even have expectations sometimes in friendship, Mm -hmm. in any relationship. I mean, I had expectations with my mom. My mom had expectations of me. Um, I had expectations of my friends that sometimes aren't met, you know, and and sometimes they have expectations of me. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, we're talking about relationships and, and, you know, romantic relationships, but I think that there's expectations in any relationship you have. Um, And I think that that's something that if you're not necessarily dating, you're still listening to us, that might be something you even consider as well is that, you know, you might have an expectation that's not being met from a friendship. And that's something that you need to kind of flesh out and figure out if if that friendship is what Mm -hmm. is working for you or not.
0: That's good. That's a great point. And last but not least, update it. As you learn about yourself, you might have expectations you didn't realize were in you. And even though you've had a list, you got to update it. And from the moment you update it, same process. You update it, you talk about it with a trusted confidant or a mentor, and then you show it to your significant other, and then you discuss it further and make whatever adjustments are there. And I'm going to tell you guys, this is your cheat sheet. Because mm-hmm. if you exchange expectations and you kind of keep it, you know, and you have a period in your life where you're like, why is my significant other upset with me? Why are they, what's going on? If you go and pull out that, listen, going, oh, you know what? I don't think I've been helping with number four. (laughs) Right. That's maybe why they're upset. And if you look, you know, and you're able to adjust yourself or talk about it or apologize, you know, I guarantee, you know, people love it when you apologize for something that you didn't even bring up to them that you recognize, you know, um, it, it's really healthy. Um, but if you look and you look at that list and you're like, I don't see anything, then you know you need to have a discussion because there might be an unmet expectation that the other person doesn't even realize they have.
1: Right, that's that subconscious expectation that maybe you need to kind of discuss and figure out, okay, you're upset with me, but you can't tell me why. I guess we need to kind of talk about what it might be that we're not really realizing we're having, what kind of expectation we're having.
0: And not to end it on a, uh, on a bad note, but if you are doing this in a premarital or in a dating relationship and the other person sees your expectations and they make the decision, I don't want to, I don't think I can fulfill this or, or even compromise on it, then it might be a sign that you're not compatible and it's okay to move on. I'm not saying it's not going to hurt. I'm not going to say that it's not going to be uh, upsetting, but it'll actually be healthier in the long run.
1: It'll be better that you figure it out now than when you're actually married and figure out that you guys aren't compatible. It's not, it's much worse when you get in a marriage situation.
0: So ladies and gentlemen, to recap, write down your expectations, filter them through a mentor or in prayer. Three, talk about it with your significant other. And then four, update as you grow together. All right, that's all for today. And let us remember... Love is not just of the heart, but also of the mind. If you enjoyed this podcast and realize that you and your future spouse could benefit from some premarital coaching, check us out on facebook.com forward slash HMPremarital. Or search Heart and Mind Premarital. There you will find a list of services and costs. That might suit your needs. The first 30 minute session is free to ensure that we are a good fit, and if we are, we will continue from there. Give your marriage a fighting chance of survival and receive some premarital coaching today. Check us out on
1: facebook.com forward slash HM premarital.